Michael Spiegelman. Wow. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Hi. It's great to be here. Oh. San Francisco. (laughs) Around the world. Uh, We are here at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Uh, Carl is at home in New Jersey. He is a tri-state comedian. And we do this show every week. We watch a full-length movie with you. And we've done this for over four years. We have about 200 episodes. If you want, if you have some time at home, check us out. Go to pcrcollective.org, hit podcast archives, and look for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is also the name of our podcast. If you want to subscribe to our RSS feed on your podcast app. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube as well as L-W-A-F-L-M-Y-T on YouTube. Wait, wait, wait. That was the oops. Say it again. Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on Twitter. Perfect. Perfect. And we're also on Twitch with the same initials. And uh, we are here. We do the show every Sunday at 2 p.m. And if we don't do it uh, on Mutiny Radio next week, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or everything we mentioned, including our blog spot page, we'll tell you where we are. So hang tight. We're here. Right? Uh, kind of. We okay. are definitely doing it from the radio next week. Oh, I'm going to come in. All right. Okay. Fair okay. enough. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> now, flights are so cheap, I could come to you. Yeah, you could fly over. That would be great. Let's see. If I fly Friday the 20th and return home the 23rd and I search... And uh, by price, it's like the lowest. Yeah? How is the price? It's, yeah, oh, it's doing the results 50. right now. Hey, you know, the prices are so uh, low. $157. Have you thought about <laughs> taking an Amtrak over here? Yeah, really. Or a Greyhound. Greyhound must be really cheap. No, but $160 is Greyhound prices. Well, you should take the bus over. But in the yeah. meanwhile, we are here uh, with you live. And we are going to watch a full-length movie. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Swap Meet, 1979. Swap Meet. Swap. S-W-A-P-M-E-E-T, 1979. All right. We'll choose choose the channel Tricko Nothing. It's trick, like trick, with an O at the end, Tricko. And then the word nothing. Don't put nothing. The word nothing. That was my old nickname because I used to go to prostitutes <laughs> so many times. They uh-huh. used to call me Tricko, and I never tipped. <laughs> uh, Tricko nothing's coming. You sleep with them, huh? Yeah. Oh, All, yeah right. Right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are there. Uh, Paul Brumba is around the studio. I think he's outside right now. So go we'll get him. Go get him. Yes, it's it's the it's All right. the uh, okay. come on, come on. All right. You, uh, all right, Carl. I'll be right back. Thank you. I will entertain the audience. But right now, I'm going to go to Paul's. I'm going to message Paul. Paul Brumba. Time for countdown. Oh, my speech recognition won't work when I'm on the phone with you. Time fo. I just do fo. Countdown. Ben. Used to be a time in Verizon where you couldn't text. At the same time you're on the phone, you couldn't browse. Same time you're on the phone, those days are over.
Hey, Paul uh, Brumbaugh. Okay, so I got Paul Brumbaugh here in the, in the Brumbaugh Studios here. I mean, he's in the wing here. Uh, Paul, good to have you here. Good to be here. I, I, I'm actually one of those people that can talk through a plastic bag and you can hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. You what are you talking doing? through a plastic bag right now? I am <coughs> naturally talking in my regular voice. <laughs> I am the talking Corona through bag. a plastic bag. Please, can you at least crack the seal on it so I can breathe a little bit, Mike? <laughs> oh, I should wipe it down there, everything while we do this. Okay, so uh, ladies and gentlemen. dances uh, to the beat of a different drum. Uh, Paul Drumba, that is. Drumba. Yes, good to, good to hear your voice, Carl. We have the countdown of the uh, king himself, the uh, maestro here. of numbers that go backwards. Will you please get up? Well, let's get ready to Brumba. Uh, so the world don't move to the beat, beat of just one drum. Will you give it up for Paul Brumba? There you go. Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. Get that finger over that funny little triangle thing. I guess this is uh, right here. There we go. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Looks like swap meet. And straight right ahead. Oh, look, there's the now, old 1970s Hollywood sign. Is it that's Hollywood? That's right. That's Hollywood. The, <laughs> that's the old one, and it's a time in which nobody cared about it, like the government didn't care about it. Right, so and, people were stealing shit from it, like these guys. Right, and they're going to sell it at the swap meet. Original... Hollywood sign uh, panel. Yeah, I have one at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have the original uh, second album. Like these guys. I think I bought it off these guys. Now, this guy in the back is so fat, even I laugh at him. Oh, well, he's 70s fat. Oh, here's Faye Ray. Now, this is Annie, and she is waking up at the swap meet. Cheryl really. Wixell. Whoa. What kind of See, it's short, a drive-in movie theater. Um, yeah, right. Oh, it's a drive-in. That's where they hold the swap meet. She's and this is this is not Bud Court. So Bud Court from Harold and Maude, and of course Electric Dreams, one of our movies that we've watched. And Blob. Oh, and the Blob, that's right. But Oh, wait, no, he's not Bud Court. This guy is from the Blob. Yeah, right, Beware the Blob the guy who looked like Bud Court, this guy himself. And you're obsessed with him, right. even though... Why? Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman is playing Ziggy. Well, right now we're and watching Cynthia Rickson do Jumping Jacks in a lingerie. Yeah, this is Annie, and she makes money by being a prostitute. Now, I, I wonder if... Uh, have you seen Once Upon a Time in America that... Brad Pitt's character lived in a trailer by the drive-in. Once upon a time in America, maybe I. Oh, oh yes, no, Hollywood. I do. In Hollywood, in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie. But Was Denzel he, uh, Washington the star? Uh, Brad, Brad Pitt lives in the uh, drive-in as well. In Once Upon a Time in mm -hmm. Hollywood, just like uh, Annie. Oh, you mean the last movie by yeah, yeah, yeah. the one with the 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 Manson not murdered. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt, it was the other guy. Uh no, Brad Pitt lived in a trailer uh behind a movie trailer of the drive-in. Gotcha. And I she forgot that part. Yeah.
because I remember he lived with um, uh, Mr. Famous, uh, De- um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, he had his own place too. He he was like a bodyguard and and uh, stunt double for him. <clears throat> Swap meet. Okay, so Swap meet. What we're seeing is the um, the fat fat and skinny were uh, making fun of our um, our girl heroes. Um, that's Nancy, and her name's not jumping out at me. Susan, Nancy and Susan, okay? Now, right. I had thought that a swap meet was only uh, car parts, okay? But I was wrong about that. A swap meet is when you get together any little group of uh, things. Like, let's suppose you, you're into models. You love models and hobby kits, stuff like that. Well, you could have a swap meet that's all those things, right? But this is really a flea market. I'm not sure why they call it swap meet. It's yeah. a flea market. Well, there's there's record swap meets, right? Where like guys swap their yeah. vinyl, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess there's I guess model trains and all that crap. Yeah. So this is this looks like flea market. Flea market. Right. This this movie should be called flea market. Well, maybe uh, should it be called National Lampoon's Flea Market? <laughs> That would work. Yeah. Right now, basically, they're complaining about the um, uh, the price to get in. You know, it's like a dollar fifty to get in, and they're like, "Let me give you a dollar. I'll give you fifty cents later." You know, they're having a big argument about it. Okay, the, there's Annie and yes. one of her Johns. Now, she's wearing the same outfit that she woke up in. Yeah. 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 Kind right. of low class. Low class Annie. Now, in real life, she is—I don't know—is she low class? She was um, on in um, Playboy. She posed naked for a lot of uh, magazines: Penthouse, Playboy, uh, and Wee. Do you remember Wee? Wee Wee. Wee Wee. She's from Western Australia. She's from Perth, and she has a really cute accent, quite frankly. She was in Used Cars in 1980. You and I love that film. I, I have seen that movie. I do like that film. Uh, I think it is not Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell, right. He's and going to he turn was, down. I do think. Sorry. He's looking well, for something. Well, the joke blast. here is like, can you lend me a dollar? And she's like, sure. You know where I keep it. And that's uh, his right. excuse to get into her bra. Oh, this must be the gypsy. Uh, that choose me, the fortune teller, not the gypsy. Right. <laughs> She's this Irish. is Delvina. She's Jewish, and she is a psychic, and she'll read your palm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's more of a palm meet than a swap meet. Devonina. Now, her only real claim to fame is uh, bang the drum slowly. Which is a baseball uh, seventy three. You probably heard that film. Yeah, I, I thought it was a war movie, and then it was like about baseball. That's right. It's about baseball, and bang the drum slowly makes you think of. Uh, okay, look, there is, um, uh, King Vidya. Oh, John Grice, Grease. Yes, John Grice. Let's get out of here and go to the swap. From Joystick, nineteen eighty three. Yeah, he's a, yeah, we saw that movie. He's great. 
So this is that 70s, John. First ones I was, that was one of the first ones I was a partner of your show on. Joysticks. Yeah. It was worth it, huh? That's a great movie. Yeah, it was good. It is a great movie. It almost is too good for your show. Well, I found uh, the director, Gra uh, Grayson Clark, he's a real oddity. Clark Grayson or whatever his name is. And he did a movie called Black Shampoo, which I can't find. But in 1983, he did Joysticks, a film with Joe Don Baker where he's on a hunt, and a film where Joe, bon jo uh, Joe Don Baker is in a horror spoof called Wacko instead of Psycho. And uh, it's on YouTube. And I think it's a, a group that does their own, like, uh, uh, video riffing as well. But they have, like, a ton of collection. Next next week, I'll, I'll find it and then give the link. I was going yeah. to have the movie for us, but I think, like, this guy, these guys have already done it, and they have a copy of the original movie. So that's fantastic, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it won't work for our show because it's kind of, I think I think they might have done it for the same purposes. So you know, but they have a copy of the movie of, uh, online, which is great. Oh, look at this! This is a real like flea market. Yeah, that's right. It really is a flea market. Uh, this is a place called um, in California, and it's called Torrance, Torrance, California. Yeah, and Torrance. And I'm just assuming it's near LA because of the landscape and everything. You know, there's other parts of California that's LA. You know? Really? Yeah. Like San Francisco? There's San Francisco, and there's uh, Napa Valley, and I guess Fresno, and Bakersfield, and uh, uh -huh. the rest. Oh, the valley. A lot of 70s boobs in this movie. And those are all parts of Los Angeles, right? I, no, they're adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rhea Perlman, we see her every now and again, and she's Stealing things. That's her big aha joke. Now, Rhea Perlman of Cheers, right? The saucy waitress? Rhea Perlman for Cheers, the saucy waitress. Exactly. But she's also from Beethoven's Big Break in, in 2008. Beethoven's Fifth. They finally got it right by the fifth time. That's a good uh -huh. one. Beethoven's Fifth? Yeah. Uh-oh, psychedelic. But was it the original Beethoven? It was called Bates. Oh, it was uh, it was called Amadeus, and it had no dogs whatsoever in it. I don't recommend Amadeus. it. Amadeus. <laughs> so uh, I'm just wondering if if Beethoven's Fifth was the real Beethoven because Beethoven used to have a serious drinking problem, and uh, I don't know that how we could have made it through five. Now you're Although talking. You're, you're not referring to the the legendary composer. You're talking about the act dog actor Be uh, Beethoven movies. Exactly. Who had a terrible I, drinking yeah. problem. Absolutely. Right. And it, yeah, and it was really now, difficult to work with. Book. You've talked to me about it before. It's called Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Hollywood Dogs That Beethoven, Drink. Beethoven. Yeah, he fits as prominently into the scene. Well, yeah. Well, he was just obnoxious. You know, you know. Remember in Beethoven, the scene where uh, uh, he shakes his wet uh, dog body on on Charles Grodin's bed. Grodin, yeah. Completely improvised. He was just drunk oh, and pissed off wow. at Grodin. Yeah, wasn't even in the script. Yeah, I That's, hear that Grodin and him did not get along. Did not. They did not talk to each other. Uh, during it, they did a table read. It was super awkward. You know, because one's uh, introverted, 
and the other is a dog. So it's it was just tough, a drunk dog. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, you said that like Beethoven would be a rowdy drunk. Like he would come up to you and smack your beer out of your hand and kiss your wife and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know what he would say to you? What? Ba 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 ba. Beethoven, <laughs> yeah. bitch. I'm Beethoven, bitch. What you gonna do, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're missing so much, and I'm trying to okay with that. Yeah, well, this so guy it, is, is Carl, can I ask you? Is I know you've seen this movie at least three times. Well, so, this this time this is my third. I'm a little slower this week. Okay, well, there's no plot to this movie, right? It's just it, there is. It, there is there a plot. Is. You, the first time I watched it, I remember you telling me there's no plot, but right. there is. Oh, all right. Hmm. Oh, look, at the, they didn't even moon the guy. They just pantomime yeah. pants going down. That's right. They didn't really pantomime. Okay, so that guy is like a bad guy. Now, you saw the red car. That's their T-bird, John Greer. He's borrowing it right. from his father, but he's lying to everybody that it's his car. And the the guy we saw, the heavy, he's like a rich guy, and he's a jerk guy. So they want to get him back, and they were smearing ice cream on his car. So he's going to go to Fat and Skinny and tell them, look, fuck up that T-Bird for me. Not too bad, but just fuck it up. And here, I'll give you money. And you work for my father anyway. Look, you can see the boom mic. Did you see it? No. that. Oh, yes, it's to the right there. All right, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was. It, it blends in with something. In the, I missed that. Good call, Mike. Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing more thrilling to go to the theater and watch a giant parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we're there. Well, I mean, now it's like, whoa, look at that. They're touching their faces. They're touching shit off the tables. Wow. This must be hundreds of people there. That's the way you think. Oh, get Listen, the TV, by the way, audience, yes. if you, I don't know when you're listening to this, but coronavirus is fresh and new. And it's what is it? Maybe it's the third. This is the second. The second week it's been serious, right? Well, it's it's March. Down. It's March fifteenth, the Ides of March, and uh, it's this uh, virus has started in January, uh, uh, getting noticed in America at least, the start of the year. Well, I mean, yes, in January, and I remember all the open mics I went to. They were making jokes about Corona beer and. If you get the virus, like you start um, leaving, you know, your pickup truck on your front lawn and stuff like that. But I mean, it's only been about two weeks now in which the TV is like, be afraid, be very afraid. Well, I know Muni Radio is a community radio station. We are international because we are stream and our shows are available as podcasts. But we also have community space, and we are part of San Francisco and is community. We started off as a pirate radio station during uh, the Iraq war. Uh, uh-huh. It was used, and which counts as community work. So we're, we're, we are here for the community, and uh, I know that they're still doing live shows here, but uh, they're probably not. Oh, you know what I want to do, uh, Carl, is the Mike Spiegelman Open Mic Challenge. Uh-huh. I'm going to go okay. on Facebook, and I'll say, if you do not perform at a if you take, accept my challenge and not perform at an open mic tonight, I will donate five dollars to you. To what? I don't know. Well, to the food bank would be probably the right answer. But I was gonna say Muni Radio. No, to Muni Radio. 
Mini Radio's got to stop doing shows. They can't encourage people to Says come. Says who? Says me. I, well, the Mike's Big One Challenge is do not go to an open mic. Okay. So, uh, you know. All right. It would be nice if. Well, uh, America, I recommend that you be irresponsible. I recommend that everyone <laughs> else is being responsible. So you be the one guy who goes out to school. They're all home. Don't be that guy. I'm Gallant, <laughs> not Goofus. <laughs> okay. Oh man, he's she's rubbing him down with Crisco, huh? Yeah, she's making mistakes. Annie's doing. I'm a airhead, you know. <laughs> I like her. She's from Australia, like I mentioned before. She's Let's got hear a great her voice. Ac- accent. Here we go. Uh, why don't you turn over now? took a good look at his man part. Did we? I missed it. Boom mic. Now, he looks very famous to me, but the, I can't find him credited anywhere. He does look like Joe Don Baker. Face? Yeah. Nothing additional. Oh, good idea. It could be that he just resembles Jonathan Winters. Yeah. Uh, Joe Don Baker again for me with the those white sideburns. Joe Don Baker. Yeah. Okay, hot towel on hot. his. He calls it his uh, n- nasty parts or something. Naughty parts. Let's see what he's doing. That's a good a good morning to you. He still has the, the towel on his crotch. That doesn't make sense, right? Right. We, you wouldn't be like, oh, you, someone needs to blow on this and cool it down. <laughs> so let's, now, she was uh, Pet of the Year uh, for Penthouse in 1994. She was on the 25th anniversary Pet of the Year video. Huh. Uh, she started out, like, in Australia. She was a finalist in the annual bikini beauty pageant kind of thing. Really? I figured figure it'd be daily events. Like, uh, you've won uh, Miss March 15th, 1975. Uh, so she, it was, she was a, a hostess on a local Australian game show, too. Uh, she was Penthouse Pet of the Month in 77. She was in Penthouse in 79. Uh, named Pet of the Year in the televised pageant at the Aladdin Hotel in Vegas. Sweet, she did follow a few pictorials. Well, she looks fantastic, right? I mean, she's disco dancing yeah. right now. And today, she sells jewelry. I think it's called Royal something. Um, and when you look her up on the internet today, she's still very pretty. I mean, she's obviously an older lady now. But right. She's very pretty. Well, that's, and, what, that's um, what I say on her on Tinder dates. I'm like, when I met her, I was like, gee, gosh, your, your pictures. You're like, old. Yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> sure are pretty. <laughs> oh, so she no designs jewelry now. Huh. At, at a swap meet or like online? No, online. She designs jewelry. It's called Royal something. And I'm sorry I don't have exactly what it is. Okay, now we're at a local bar, and right. this is Buddha. He's one of the three with John Greer, one of the gang. And Buddha is trying to pick up girls, etc. 
you know, and it's not going so great. Now, remember, Ricky Rich told Fat and Skinny to fuck up the seabird. That's why they're there. So Buddha decides, skip the mug. I'm just, skip the glass. I'm just drinking out of the mug. He can't believe it. He's giving like, oh, hey, buddy, check this out. That's right. They don't even show it. Fishburgers showed an entire bottle of whiskey being consumed. If you go back in time and watch New Jersey Public Access Cable Vision in 1989, you will see a young Mike Spiegelman drink an entire bottle. I, I was playing a professional doctor. Yeah, uh, you were playing I, a professional doctor. I drank an entire bottle of whiskey in one take. Yeah, it, was it whiskey? Wasn't it uh, mezcal? It, uh, no, it was uh, it was iced tea in a whiskey bottle. No, but don't say that. Oh, don't whoops. give it away. <laughs> but th- this movie, they cut. Oh, they're at the drive-in, or is there a make-out point, or are they at parking lot C? They're at the drive-in. Okay, at night, the swap meet is a drive-in. Ooh, showing this movie. And she goes from car to car sleeping with, you know, uh, having sex with her John. So it's That's try the pizza. Money. Very good. Uh, my name is Trico. Trico nothing. Trico nothing. Lady, I'm a little bit earlier than I thought, so if you want to watch some more of the film, I can wait. Oh, God, no. Come on in. I- I've been thinking about you through the whole feature. I, I can't take it anymore, Annie. I can't get you out of my mind. Well, let me tell you what happens in the rest of the picture. The villain, you know, the guy that's trying to get the diamonds off the young girl. Well, is she is she supposed to be like little or a little uh, Annie Fanny? Do you remember that from Playboy magazine, the the comic strip? Oh, sort of, sort of. It's the creators of Matt. It's Harvey Fine, uh, Harvey Kurtzman and Will Elder uh, doing this strip, and they've done it for decades. Uh, and it's kind of like she's kind of a young candy. She's a can, you know, like the, the candy type of thing. Oh, there goes right. the bug. And she yeah, gets into it's little adventures. I mean, I love Harvey Kurtzman and I love Will Elder, so, you know, I'll read them when I can. But uh, she had a very tight tube top like her. I don't know if they were trying to emulate that or using that as an archetype. I should ask. I have Carl in the studio, the director of Swap Meet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Tony Swap. Tony, good to have no, you here. No, no, it's Bryce Mack. Bryce Mack, and he only has four directing credits to his name. Oh, my God. Hey, sit down. Sit down, please. I'm sorry I got your name wrong. I know we got the end. No, Bryce. come on. Please, please, please. I'm going to studio. Uh, yeah, here, have a seat. Uh, as you know, we have 16 people here in the studio, and we have a full studio audience tonight. So here I have a – so uh, what made you uh, decide to uh, – he left. I'm sorry, Carl. Uh, that bit went nowhere. Oh, that's yeah, he, he walked out in the middle of the, my my routine. What decade are these guys from? There's one guy with the overalls, and the other guy looks like he's from the John Cryer band. They're from the seventies. They're dancing the disco. So basically, he's like on his fifth or sixth pitcher of beer. Oh, so he's crawling around on the dance floor. Well, he dropped something, and he's going to fish it up, uh, pick it up. Oh, I know. He was walking around the floor like, blah, 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 blah. I need to pick something up. You got it. Now he's back for three more pitches of beer. And Fat and Skinny just can't believe it. Now, she, one of them is Susan. I don't remember the name. Yeah. 
So they swamp meat all day. There's Susan and Nancy. And Nancy, you know her face because she's been on every television show in the 70s, just not, you know, only one. Right. She was in The Waltons, and she was in Matlock, and she was on an episode of every TV show, but just one. You know, I remember her actually in the Waltons. Oh, this guy's taking a piss in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, she she was going to get coffee to John Boy. She's like, I got a uh, latte for John Boy. John yeah, Boy latte. Right. They wouldn't do lattes in the seventies. Oh right, no, they had a cappuccino. I have a cappuccino. No, so I have. So here, yeah, is fat and skinny in their van waiting for the T bird. Now, why do they have to wait for them? I don't know, but they do on purpose to have an accident. Oh, they want to wreck the T-Bird, so they wait for the guys to get in? Right. Why not just wreck it? Well, they don't want to wreck it uh, all the way, but just enough to... Get the story Okay, going. here it comes. And boom! Oh, you got trucked. You jerk! We trucked you. Her right there. She's been in every TV show ever made in the 70s. Yeah, she's Dana Plato's friend. In different That's shows. why you know her face. Well, thanks to this R-rated movie, we get to see more than just her face. <laughs> Uh-oh. So good. Fat and Skinny are having their typical fight. And we're brothers. Uh, Name. And there's Drunk Buddha. Yeah, that is right. Drunk Buddha. I had hair like that back in the 70s, like Drunk Buddha. Like you that. have hair like that now. <laughs> Don't you? It's not as dense. Look at look how dense that Jufro is. It's like you yeah, like yeah, doesn't go through dense. that. Those yeah. tight curls that are infinite curls. Now, he, he started this year, 79. This is his second film. He was Hall Monitor, the evil Hall Monitor, Fritz Hansel, in the cult classic Rock and Roll High School. The Ramones. He, I totally know him, too. <laughs> he was also up, oh, busted. He Damn. The top car. He was also Roy on the Facts of Life for five seasons. Wait, Roy. Roy. He was a male guy in Facts of Life. Well, he didn't deliver the mail. Well, I mean, they had George Clooney, right? He was on the show. And they had, I think, the principal in the first season. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it's Mrs. It's Mrs. Garrett and the girls. There was no boys in that, in that regular guys. Well, he played a guy named Roy for five seasons. Now, I never really watched that show seriously, so I don't know. But I liked him because in 96, he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, all right. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also in that movie, uh, Again. Look at this tr this garage he has. How fucking cool is that? He's cool got has. It's, this is Danny DeVito's garage. Well, look, Danny DeVito has artwork on the outside. This, this, this yeah. terrible state of this wonderful car. How like old is Danny DeVito? Well, how much will it be? He's in his sixties <laughs> today. Right. Well, I laughed because I thought it was the age back. So in the seventies, he was doing uh, going south. And I right know now he's like in his twenties, right 20. here. So Taxi started in the nine in the seventies, right? So this is seventy nine. Yes, Taxi started in the seventies. Now Rhea Perlman met him before uh, any fame, by the way. Uh, so 
You know what I mean? Like when somebody's like a, a midget or something, he's not a midget, excuse me, I'm sorry to, you, you probably will even object to that term. But if you're like in Game of Thrones, then all of a sudden all the girls want you. No, no, no. Leah Perlman was his, <laughs> was his girlfriend before his fame. Right. And they were together for a long time. I mean, he would, you know, when he started directing, she put her in uh, the TV set. I don't know. What was the name of that show? He had a, uh, he directed a movie, which I never saw for HBO in the 80s or Showtime about a parody of the television industry. And Rhea Perlman was mm-hmm. in I like him as a director. You know, War of the Roses is a fucking great movie. You know, he's done some funny movies. They married in '82. He has done great movies, but I yeah. mean, it's almost like a different Danny DeVito, the Danny DeVito of the '70s. He yeah. was a B movie person, and he was a TV guy. Was this he is a far what? cry from Throw Mama from the Train or Twins. Those uh, days were to come. What about like a? Uh, uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, okay, so that's a good example. <coughs> that was this time. It wasn't a B-movie, but it was an ensemble picture. He was he was a not a bit player, but he didn't really have much lines. He was just one of the cuckoos, right? Yeah. In the nest. Danny that's DeVito cool. became a big star, okay, but but not at this time, you know. Right. Well, he's one of those enduring stars because he's kind of been in kind of generational landmark show television shows, right? Yeah. It's always sunny mm-hmm. in, in Philadelphia and Taxi are two different fucking shows and from two different, like, milieus of, of television, it feels like. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, plus all those films where he was a Hollywood big star director and he directed all these, like, big name stars and then in Get Shorty he played like a blowhard Hollywood guy you know he's always been in the industry and Mm -hmm. uh, I know he has his own liquor which I guess is something you do when you have that much money you uh, invest it in something and use your name yeah right Uh, the best thing about Danny DeVito is he was born in Neptune New Jersey he grew (laughs) up in New Jersey oh and it shows yeah God bless now uh, Rhea Perlman grew up in like Brooklyn, Coney Island, Brooklyn. But uh, it's close enough. Uh, what was the last thing you saw Rhea Perlman in? Not saw um, I saw her last as the shoplifting mother in Swap Me, 1979. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right, fair enough. The last thing I saw her in, I don't know, but in 2008, she was in Beethoven's Big Break. Was that what it was uh, called? Was, yeah, and I think it's like the seventh or eighth one. But she was also on episode of Wilfred. Uh, I saw her in Hung. She was a cool as a mean mom. She says she will, even though her and Danny DeVito aren't exactly friendly, They'll never divorce them. They have their children together. They have huh. their houses together. So th- I thought they had divorced, but they <coughs> will never divorce. She says she will never divorce Danny DeVito. Um, let's see. Do I have it written down somewhere? Evan Gold Gold. In 1992, she did a made-for-TV movie, To Grandmother's House We Go, opposite Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen, 
playing the wife of Gary Van Dyke's character. The couple kidnaps the Olsen twins, hoping to cash in on Ransom before Christmas. Hey, I think it's nudity, nudity. Yes, and it's Annie again doing her. Hi, guys. See, we just saved like $3.75 on a copy of Penthouse. Now, she really likes Bud Court, but not Bud Court. But Bud Court doesn't. Okay, there's Rita Perlman with her brat kid. Oh, how cool is that? Let's listen. They're sewing turtles. I had that T-shirt as a kid. Darth Vader? No, it's I, I guess so. It's the seventies kind of. I had those teeth as a kid. Me too, and that hair. And I used to yell at Swamp Me ladies. I'd be like, I don't care. My mom's Peter Brittle is much better than yours. Yeah. Fucking damn. My mom's Rhea Perlman. Now I now I'm I gotta so look at babysitter. Too. My mom's Rhea Perlman. We go out here so I could look at future babysitter, possible babysitter. Uh, okay, now we're getting what is every teenage sex comedy movie. Okay, she Dumbness. is here in the go. makeshift Ready? dressing room. And hey, buddy, why don't you just skateboard your white clothes over there and pull it? Ah! Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Make other people feel terrible and embarrassed. John Greer, John Greer. Okay. Now, he was Napoleon Dynamite's uh, uncle. Yes, yes, the man is great, too. He's like a Danny DeVito. He's in two different comedic Maloos. Three. Yeah. Swap me. Epochs. Eras. Um, He was in Lost as uh, Roger Linus, and it's funny. He plays the father of a guy who in real life is three years older than him. Oh, was he in flashbacks or flash forwards or was he on the island? I never watched Lost because you had to see it from the start. Right. I have seen it. I've seen it from the start. I waited a couple years and then I said, screw it. And I watched it all on cable. And then Mm -hmm. I watched the rest on video. And then I watched the rest on TV. And, uh... There's a guy named Christian Shepherd. So it's a very religious. Okay. So and then he says, "Follow me," and they they follow the Christian Shepherd, and uh, they go to heaven, or some shit. I don't know. Uh huh. And they say they're the Jewish character. Aren't you coming? Nah, I'm gonna hang <laughs> out here. There's <laughs> like well, one Jewish I've character. I've never yeah. seen Lost, but I've been Lost plenty of times. Oh, yeah, and that is a great one. And that, to me, is exciting to watch myself when you're lost. So Fat and Skinny are just being jerks. Yeah, they're screwing up Booby McBoob's uh, swap meet table. Now, you see her face? Yes. Isn't it? Does she look for? Oh, all the turtles. Those are real live turtles. Oh, they knocked down the table. Oh, Oh, shots fired. They're pulling out their phones. So fat. They're terrible. You call them... Okay, pe- this is a very famous actor named Mark Lawrence, and he always plays the mobster. Um, underworld type, you know? Right. Now, his daughter is named Tony Lawrence, 
and she was married to Billy Bob Thornton, who's the ex-father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, so this guy is You know his hard. face, right? Billy Bob Thornton's face? Nah, his name is Mark Lawrence, Mark the guy Lawrence. on the left there. Let's, let me see if we can pick up any audio. No. Yeah, I've seen him around. Hey, buddy. Right, Get out of here. Kind of voice. He's in charge of the swap meet, and we, I, we don't – the guy who's not Bud Cort is yeah. secretly his son. Oh, he doesn't let the other swap meters know. This guy's his checking her Ziggy. out. Hi, Annie. Annie, over here. Annie, it's me, Mike. Never. Annie, come get my gun. <laughs> you went with that and said the sun will come out? <laughs> yeah, I went yeah. with that. Instead of the sun will come out tomorrow. Okay, listen, this Mark Lawrence, the gangster guy, he was in Star Trek Next Generation, and he was in uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So he's my Star Trek hero. Wow, he was in both the same character or probably different no, different, different space characters. Reasons. I mean, it's well, it's ten years different, uh, so you wouldn't have remembered. Okay, there's Annie trying to come on to Ziggy, and she's like, "You know, you're so handsome. You're much han more handsome than Bud Cort." <laughs> For the last time, I'm not Bud Cort. And and uh, Ziggy is just not falling for it, you know, even though, like, he's always aloof and playing it cool. Now look, watch. Annie will try to be sexy. Look, I'm so sexy. And Bud Court, not Bud Court, will fall for it. See? Gotcha. Now, not Bud Court was um, the guy in Young Frankenstein in the opening scene. Isn't your grandfather's work blah, blah, blah? Oh, I'll have to re-see that one. I forgot oh, about well, that. Oh, the inquisitive medical student. Do you remember when he took a scalpel and he stabbed his yeah. by mistake? Oh, that My was him. My grandfather's work was doo-doo. Sir, was the I've been looking at your actor's resume, and you seem to have some great uh, acting uh, work. Well, thank you. I was in Mel Brooks's uh, Young Frankenstein. Yes, yes, and also Tony Anderson's Swap Me. Total, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yes, sir, but I know. I'd rather talk about Mel Brooks's. Now, when you were in Swap Me, uh, was that now during the actual Mack, hours? By the way. What's that? Bryce Mack is the director. Bryce Mack. Bright Max. Well, yeah. Bryce, Bryce. He's a bright guy named Max. <laughs> B-R-I-C-E. You ever blow into a condom? If shit smells. I never have. Yeah. Well, it, it helps if it's a clean condom. Oh, oh, oh. That's the difference. Yeah. Now, uh, not Bud Court was also in MASH. Really? Wasn't real Bud Corn also in MASH? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. It was Captain Murhart in MASH, 1970. Uh, he was in Where the Buffalo Roam, 1980. A lot of people don't know that, but it was a Bill Murray movie that I yeah. loved. I've seen it. And it's, it a, it's a Peter Boyle movie. Author. It's a Peter Boyle movie that I love. Yeah, Peter Boyle was, Peter Boyle uh, was great Laszlo in that. Yeah, he was lawyer. the best part in that movie, the lawyer. And uh, we're talking about um, what's his what's the author's name? 
third uh, wrote for Rolling Stone, lots of drugs. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas guy. Right. His name is uh, Beverly Cleary. What? No, yeah, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of Anne Rice. Daniel Still, Hunter S. Thompson. Thompson, Hunter Yay. S. Thompson, right, thank you. Um, Danny Goldman was also in Beware the Blob, which we watched, and Linda Lovelace for president with real Linda Lovelace. Which we watched. Seventy-five. Yeah. Well, but he's most, he isn't most famous for, but he's the biggest thing in his career, an eight-year eight run. He was the voice of Brainy Smurfs. When Hanna Barbera was made. Wait a minute. Why did you tell me beforehand? I would have uh, totally who? Bo- uh, uh, Jufro or old man? Ba- uh, um, no, it, it's um, not not uh, Bud Court. Was oh, not Bud Court. Rainy Smurf. Yeah, yeah. And not Bud Court is this guy right here, right? No, no. this guy is Buddha. Is that Jufro well, is driving but- me crazy? I can't focus on anything else. That is Buddha. Yeah. And, but not Bud Kurt wasn't even in that scene, but uh, Mark Lawrence was also in The Man with the Golden Gun. Um, oh, check this out. That guy, the, uh, the former father in law of Billy Bob Thornton, just check this out. Marco. He was really literally friends with the legendary mob voice, mob boss, Lucky Luciano. Huh. And, he would visit him in Italy, you know, because he got deported when he was got out of prison for prostitution. But whenever Lawrence would go see him, Lucky would always ask him, talking, you know, exaggerated New York accent. Uh-huh. Because Luciano missed New York and New oh, Yorkers dude. and hearing his accent would make him feel great. So um, Mark Lawrence was in front of the Un-American Activities Committee, and like a pussy, he and he, he gave did? away all these names of He mummies. named names? Boo. I wouldn't I would yeah. fix Long Feet if names. I know there was a fucking trade scab. That's right. Turncoat. A lot of good okay, socialist now, brothers who write movie screenplays lost jobs because of you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I would throw shit off a truck at him. Really a worthy cause. So this is just, you know, like we say there's no plot, but there is, and lots of it has to do with the rivalry between the gang and Fat and Skinny. Now, can you, uh... So wait, watch what happens. All right, they're going to jump. Oh, no, not the T-Bird. My 70s truck. My empties. Look at that litter. I littered. Total 70s littering right there. Oh, they totaled the T-Bird, and we didn't get to see it. Those cheap bastards. That's right. We, we saw them slinging out of there. That doesn't <laughs> count. I need to see a fucking T-Bird, whether it's stock footage or not, crash down a hill. Right. Now, I just now, just this afternoon, finished a shoot of Waterman. You in did? Which we totally did that. We totally. He's, he's supposed to go into the toilet, well up all this water, and make a huge explosion. And we just <laughs> totally tricked, tricked, tricked it. Great. Well, that's what I want to see. That's the money shot. That's where my money goes. I mean, I just want to pay to see. Now, look, after their accident, what do they do? They go, go to, to a bar. Uh, yeah, I know. They smell like fish. He literally pulled a fish out of his shirt. Yeah. I would not serve that table. 
table seven is yours, Carl. I'm not going near there. Those guys look like creeps. They're not going to tip. Hi, table and, uh, seven. My name is Mike. Wow. Oh, so she works at the bar? No. She's wearing her swap meet clothes. Oh, I guess they all are, so. Well, I mean, uh, Susan's wearing very uh, gingham looking. I don't know. I. Nancy's really just got her boobs out, right? She's got the yeah. kind of shirt in which your ex accentuates your boobs. Uh, Deborah Richer is Susan, and she's just locked the TV. Okay, uh -huh. but They're most, all in she's the, the second wife of this police officer Andy Renko on Hill Street Blues. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know what that van was missing? Scrappy Doo. Right. Or Scooby Dub. So it was all about Hill Street Blues. Her and her uh, husband were always on Hill, Hill Street, Street Blues. Uh, Hill yeah. Street Blues. It's time for Hill Street Blues. I Be love the theme song. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. You're okay, watching. So I, I want to do a new uh, segment to our show called uh -huh. Shout Out to a Listener. And I've chosen this week to shout out to Jill Duncan. Okay. Shout out Jill to Gil Duncan. Duncan is a listener and she truly appreciates Hollywood Dogs with Drinks. So keep listening. Jill and Jill. She wished us yeah. good health with coronavirus. She wished us good health. Oh yeah. Well thank you thank you very much, Jill. Yeah. And uh everyone of course be safe and uh Muni Radio is available anywhere you are, so if you're home, you could listen to Muni Radio. We uh, do have a Venmo donation uh, account at uh, Muni Radio. Donate some money, but check out, we have a huge archive. As you know, Carl and I did, Carl flew over here for the uh, fifth annual yeah. Muni Radio Comedy Festival, and there's over 40 shows available right now if you go to muniradio.fm, and it'll take you to pcrcollective.org, and we have a huge list of uh, shows to download and listen to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, check it out. And, uh, it was a fun time. It was yeah. a great contest. Uh, we're going to actually uh, play festival. some. There was two shows that were not part of uh, our feed, and we're going to play them later, probably in April. Uh, so we have some special new shows that uh, for the live audience and comedians, and uh, you'll get to hear it. So, uh, uh, but probably next month. Probably next month. Okay, so now they go to Davina, and they're like, Davina, you're a psychic. Tell us where our bad guy's car is. Because we're not jerks who are going to screw up his car, but what we will do is kidnap it and tell him, you fix the T-Bird back to the way it used to be, and we'll give you your car back. That T-Bird is wrecked, though. I mean, you must yeah. be like, the son at the swap meet must have been on your head for several hours for you to come up with an idea as stupid as that. Oh, they're dead. Now, look, he's playing, playing the... Right. That's the big joke. He's sensitive. Oh, he was an organ grinder monkey, and uh, he likes the sound of his natural <laughs> music. Now, look, Rhea Perlman went to see this play uh, called The Shrinking Bride um, in 71, and it featured DeVito, and she just loved him. He played... silly little man. He played the little guy on the cake. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's very good. The shrinking bride. He was already shrunk. Yeah, he right. Was born shrunk. He was. He, uh, she discovered him in the fifth act. Two weeks after meeting, they moved in together, and they were married in '82. 
So and you're saying that they hate kids. each other, or they don't, they're separated, basically, but they're never going to I divorce. have no idea. I would not call it hating each other, because I just don't know that. I just know that they were married in a unit together for 20-something years, right. and nowadays, today, like, she says she'll never divorce them, but they're not. See, I thought, like, I thought they divorced, I, like, maybe seven years ago, six years ago. So I, I well, don't let know. Me look it up. Because I've always I love his fucking gallery. Is these these homemade pictures of Einstein outside? Yeah. Yeah. That's Danny classic. DeVito divorced. Uh, Leah Perlman says she'll never divorce. Wow. Danny DeVito. Even what after for? Swap we Meet. do live separately. We see each other a lot too. You know what it is? She said, listen, we made swap meet together, so we could survive anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We made Ma uh, Matilda. Remember that movie, Matilda? Yeah, and that became a Broadway musical smash, and he probably made more money off of that than any of his shit. You know, like, uh, that's a good movie. He's a good director. In, he uh, has this kind fact, of like... Perlman, yeah. he is a good director, absolutely. Uh, it says, in fact, Perlman said her relationship with the Dumbo actor is better than it was for the last five years. Now that they live separately, they live apart and huh. see each other a lot. He was in Dumbo, right? That's what she said? Because I saw that. I guess so. Timothy, uh, Tim Timothy Burton. Yeah, right, because it was Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito from Batman Returns as the same uh -huh. director. And th this time that they were in Dumbo. You know what I like? I like Disney movies that they remake old Disney stuff like Dumbo or uh, Christopher Robin, Disney's Christopher Robin. Right. And they have the British, and there's a scene where they're World War One vets, and they usually do the flashbacks during the opening credits, and they'll have like a very stylized them in the trenches and fighting, and you know, then they mm -hmm. come home, and I know like Colin Farrell like lost an arm, and he's now part of Dumbo's world, but it's like that war was terrible. You know, you can sugarcoat yeah. anything in a Disney movie, but in the opening yep. credits, you know, show some respect. I mean, it's not like, oh, the one moment he was in the trenches, and then he's now he's back. You know? Yeah, everything's nice. Yeah. That that war was, you're right, it was just horrific. It was the worst ever, and everyone was shell-shocked. Listen, that, we renamed it World War One. I think right. you know we renamed it. It was it was called the Great War or the War to End All Wars. The War to End but All Wars. But we renamed it World War One when we won. Well, you We're know, such a braggy nation. Right. Well, no, they looked at Saturday's Returns and they said, "Do you look at this box office? We gotta make a sequel. <laughs> Greenlight it." Yeah. Right. Greenlight a sequel. That was the World War we won, so we called it World War One. Right. I would have called World War Two like World War One again. Well, the camp. We're the, killing it. The promotion was fa fantastic. Posters everywhere. Coming soon. WW Two. It's like, what's WW Two? Is that like a Fast and the Furious sequel? Yeah. Coming soon. WW Two. <laughs> Lots of plot twists. We're bringing characters back. We're bringing it right. We're, we're going to recreate some moments. We're going to open the field a bit. I guess Hitler was a bit player in WW1. Right. He was part of the prequel of yeah. WW2. He was only there in World War One to set up, too. So, so now yeah. they have stolen his car. 
So the guy comes to pick up his car, and he goes, I'm going to do a great job on your car as soon as I find it. And he's like, what? Now, there's a ransom note. He goes, ransom note? Well, this car's right there, right behind him, right? No, it's a different... No, that's the keeper. Oh, I see. Now, would you recommend Remember this... Remember that he was smearing the ice cream on his windshield? Right, that fucker. Now, yeah, I, I'm not going to ask you whether or not to recommend this movie, but would you, re if you, I was a Danny DeVito completist, I would have to, right. you would recommend Swap Me on that alone. No. No, no, no. No, you wouldn't. It's not essential viewing? No, well, viewing? Danny DeVito's part in this is not anything good. It's, he doesn't, oh, you know what's really funny? He says, I will send this car, they will make a part for it special, I will send it to Neptune, New Jersey. And so I was like, yeah, that's right. He's, he's referencing where he grew up. He said Neptune, New Jersey? Yeah. Here we go. You know, that means you made it in Hollywood if you were able to outlive your hometown. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, now this is the car uh, that they stole. And now they're, there's a surprise. They're at Buddha's family farm or something. And there's all these kids that are part of, oh, we got one. Look how happy wow. Greer is. So not only uh, is Greer this... Greer was... Yeah. Uh, he was also an astronaut farmer. He was in The Rundown. He was in Get Shorty. So he must have been a grown-up, like an older man in all these movies, right? In, in, uh, yeah. The Rundown, he must be like a linebacker. Ever. Yeah. Video, video, was his first character ever. Uh, Joystick, Joystick was his first movie. Really? I thought he was like, oh, I thought he was like a seventy. Well, he's in this seventies movie. Oh yeah, of course he was. So no, this Joystick can't be his. No, he was in. This I guess movie maybe that's his him. first movie of note. Yeah, I mean maybe like, a, uh, well he got credits in this. I love how this movie. Go ahead, Carl. He did two years on the TV show Martin. Uh, Martin. Sean McDermott is the name of the character. I love this film called Ed and His Dead Mother. Oh, yeah. That was Steve Buscemi, right? Right. Steve Buscemi. Now, I don't – he might have been the sales – you remember that slick salesperson who kept selling uh, Steve Buscemi life? Oh, and I, I never saw the movie. I know it's on YouTube. Like the dunk oh, you didn't see it. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. YouTube, Carl. Okay. I won't ruin it for you because you should see it. It's fun. The only other fun thing about him is he was in uh, an Alice in Chains video that Rooster. Do you know that song? No, I mean, come on. How many? I do not know. I know a couple Alice in Chains songs, but Rooster is not one of them. The rooster is one of their huge, huge songs. The rooster, the rooster crows like this. Oh. You really don't know it. It goes, hey. Once there was a rooster. Yeah, I love all that grunge shit. Once there was a rooster. <laughs> Parents made him come home directly after. Uh, no, the Rooster's a very famous Alice in Chains song. It's, uh... <laughs> okay, listen, listen, listen. I know uh, you know it. It goes, hey, here comes the Rooster. 
know he ain't gonna die. You really don't know it. Well, I mean, if you tell me there's a rooster, I'm gonna be like, what's his mortality rate right now? Is he gonna die? <laughs> no, second verse. No, he's not gonna die. Relax. Let me get a keep No, going. he ain't gonna die. That's because we eat chicken, motherfucker. No. I need a rooster. Wake me up. Wow, this movie has it all. I was going to say, like, not only did we pay good money to go to a drive-in to see a movie about a drive-in, we also yeah. get to see a swamp meet and fucking petting zoo. And check it right. out. These teenagers are petting each other at the zoo, yeah. too. And the They're kids are watching them. They're literally rolling in the hay. They are literally rolling in the hay. Yeah. Now, the director farmer. of this movie started as a background painter for Disney. In the 40s and 50s, he did um, he did Peter Pan, he did Lady and the Tramp, he did Alice in Wonderland. Um, huh. All available on Disney+. And then for Disney, Disney he started to write. Uh, you know, Mike, um, yeah. with Disney, he did some quality films, and he wrote for some quality films, but on his own as a director... He did the live-action horror film Jennifer. What does it mean, live-action? What, what do you mean, Jennifer? Is it like 70s, the b demonic possession of Jennifer? Yeah, 1978, live-action horror film Jennifer, and it was written by the same guy who wrote this movie. He did Rooster, coincidentally, called Rooster the Spurs of Death from 83. <laughs> Cock-a-doodle death. Yeah. He did half a house in '79. He did four, four. He directed four movies, and they were all terrible. You know, you know but who did the second half of Stella. House? It was Dexter Fletcher who directed that movie. Dexter. He was the one who directed the Bohemian Rhapsody when they kicked the director off, the original director off. Oh, oh. So you said he directed a movie called Half a House, and I said Dexter Fletcher directed the rest of it. Darcy, Pam, thank you, Pam. I don't know if you can hear it through my plastic bag over the microphone, but I got Pam on that one. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now, he's the father of an Academy Award-winning visual effects supervisor kind of guy. And, you know, it sort of eclipsed his fame, I guess. But, I mean, his background work in the 50s is the impressive thing. He was part of the animation scene for Disney. Wow. So he must have just been like, shit, we live in this neighborhood. Let's shoot a movie. <laughs> yeah. Where? At the drive-in. Oh, you mean the flea market? It's not a flea market. Well, no, the thing is, it's like you want to get people to come to the drive-in at night. So they're there during the day for the swap yeah, meet. But yeah. how do you get them back at the drive-in? You make a movie called Swap Meet. And they're like, shit, uh, yeah, I love that. I Let's go. It. And it's like Wasn't eight I, hours of swap meet enough. We're gonna do another. <laughs> Let's go watch this in seventy-eight more minutes. Okay, now here we have the slightest bit of hilarity. Okay. And this show, this movie hasn't been very funny, but here we have the slightest bit. They are drunk, 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 and for some reason they want to drive the car to the swap meet now. What they're doing is they've arranged a swap. They're going to give him his car back for his perfectly repaired Seabird, okay? All right. So they're going to start driving it, 
Look at the old style beer can. I know, that's what I'm looking at. Where did yeah. he put the tab? Lots of times they they drop it in the beer can again. Yeah, but doesn't like did anyone get it down their throat? Like that was a big fear of the seventies, I think. And that that sounds legit. Well, I had two big fears in the growing up in the seventies. One, I would swallow the beer tab that I put in my beer when I dropped it in right. there. Right. And two, Billy the kid would ra uh, rope me and make me uh, eat Coach's Twinkies, and then I would get arrested <laughs> by Spider-Man. That was one of the things I wanted to avoid yeah. in the seventies. Now, in order to protect the car, they they left the cover on, and Buddha's telling them, "Make <laughs> a left, pick up, make a right, pick up." So this is one of the only funny hilarity scenes of drug driving. Yeah. The only two things were scaring me in the 70s. The first one was uh what was that first one? Uh not giving you a hoot. Said, no, there you said there's two Oh yeah, swallowing the Yeah, the beer tab. tab the beer. Okay, two things scared me in the 70s. One was swallowing that beer tab, you know, when I would drop it back into my beer. The second one was my mother's bush. It was out of control. <laughs> Flip that thing, ma. Uh, the 80s is coming. <laughs> yeah, the 80s. It was, oh, so there was, uh, it was different in the 80s is what you're saying? Yeah, in the 80s, uh, people started to get reasonable with their bushes. Right. So this was written by a guy named Steve Krantz, and he only wrote three things. One is this, swap meet. The other thing is Jennifer. Right, the horror was, movie. Right, directed by the same director. So maybe Max that's Bright. why he was a part of it. And lastly, there was something called Ruby in 1977. That sounds familiar. I'm not sure. Let me just look that up. Um, you sure he didn't write Adaption by Nicolas Cage? Uh, I am sure. Ruby. Oh, look at that cargo. 19. It, oh, there you see cargo? Ruby. Oh. Christmas keyboard, right? Noel? <laughs> Noel. Noel. Good one, Mike. Thank you. What kind of name is that Noel? It's got two L's in the middle. <laughs> Fucking French. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I am We're right. hiding in plain sight. My name is Noel with the two L's. Hiding in plain sight. Do you remember there was like a comic strip like it was like Frank and Ernest? And uh, one of the Frank and Ernest panels was him singing the alphabet, the entire alphabet in the panel, except for the letter L. And he said, that was my Christmas carol, no L. I thought, man, <laughs> you just that's a day's work for you. You fucking knocked that daily comic strip out. <laughs> I'm going to write the alphabet. I'm going to write 25 letters of the alphabet in the first panel, 
and then the punchline second, and I'll sign <laughs> it, have my assistant ink it, and call it and go to the golf course. I'm sorry, this movie must be really good. So, uh, well, okay, so Annie is now confessing her love for Not Bud Court, and Not Bud Court. Well, she is going to confess her love. And now he he's getting a blowjob, and they're going to get married, and he's going to insist he become a partner at the swamp meeting. Now, right in the middle of BJ, right. uh, the girls show up. And oh, she's like, not that. now, girls. Go away. And she goes, yes, but it's an opportunity to make money. She goes, Annie, come on. They're serious. You know, and he, Are they know Annie's there? Pretty he obvious. gets mad, and Annie bites his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You can turn it up. Go ahead. Now watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, not Bud Court is having a protest. He's going on strike. He's not letting anyone into the swap meet at what? all. Worst Saturday afternoon ever. Yeah, here comes Mark Lawrence. Listen, right. the ghost of Lucy La uh, Lucky, uh, uh, Lucky Luciano wants to speak with you personally. That's right. I'm going to turn you into the House on American Activities Committee <laughs> after they pressure me. I'm going to bury your body in Joe McCarthy's backyard. Too soon? Not for me. <laughs> I live with it every day. Hey, you. So now Ziggy's making his demands, you know, like, they're the biggest swap meet ever, which is the T-Bird and the other rich car, a Peugeot or whatever. It's going to happen. It's going to go down here at your swap meet. I'm going to make you famous. I'm getting married. I want more money. I want to be a partner. And we don't understand why he says okay. But he does. We're going to find out it's because he's his son, really. Then the movie go. Then it's the movie ends. Uh, no, we, that's not the big revelation. Okay, here he's talking to Fat and Skinny, and you know there is a plot. Um, hey Carl, do they have names before we continue with this movie? Fat and Skinny. All right. All right. Go ahead, turn them on. Turn it on. Let's see. Uh, Is it up? I can't hear a thing. Uh, it's scratchy when I can get it. Oh, we're, okay. we're having a little audio difficulties, I guess, on this one. I mean, maybe they have real names, but are there really ever anything but Fat and Skinny? Like, he has a crazy fucking style, even for the 70s. A little <laughs> well, his style is like a dry... Okay, so now, and he's like, I'm getting married. She goes, I have big news. Can you guess? And 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 uh, Dwayne is like, uh, you're pregnant. She goes, no, I'm getting married. She's like, I I was right. Look, see the skateboarder. She goes, yeah. He's going to get hurt, as if he predicted it. And like he always has accidents. 
Oh, jeez, what a bummer. What's yeah, weird in this movie is, like, half the jokes are she's a bullshitter, and then the other, not half, of, they're not jokes, but the other side is when she really has her amazing power. But so she, which is it? She was banned from the skate park. Cause, because it's, like, she would show up and be like, uh-uh, I'm not going on that half pipe. Not with fucking fortune tellers <laughs> in there. Their camcorder. Look at Rhea. Uh, She's stealing more stuff. And... I just got American a... House Committee guy <laughs> continues to try to catch her. And he's going to have a case of mistaken identity and will Hello. laugh, laugh. Hello, laugh. operator. Yeah, operator, this is Mark Lawrence. Get me Lucy, Lucky Luciano. Stat, or I'll call you in on the House of Un-American Committee. Stat. Connecting. Uh, I thought you were going to give me a hand. I didn't think it was that. <laughs> Good one. Oh, she stole the crystal Stolen, ball. stolen. Let me look into your left boob. They are misshapen now. You know why she didn't predict it? Because she took the crystal Look, ball. he goes like, I've been watching you all day. I caught you. And she goes, what? But that's where Ferris Bueller's Day Off got that joke. Right, where the principal mistakes Ferris. This is not Bud Court Radio. I'm not Bud Court. Holding not court here on my serious uh, FM show. Check them. <laughs> I will go take some calls. Yeah, Bud, I loved you in Electric Dream. What? I'm that not Bud not court. an Electric Dream. Uh, why didn't you use your name in the heat? Because not I wasn't court. Bud Court in heat. That's why I wrote in the credits. You weren't. You were not Bud Court, uh, who who was in Mash, who was in Young Frankenstein. I was. I was in Mash. <laughs> and Frankenstein. Look, that's oh, me. I'm like good. I found. Mom, mom, I found a Mad Magazine paperback. They take the comic and they cram it into a paperback, and it looks like I'm reading a book. Okay, look now. Obnoxious boy gets the pie in the face. Pizza pie. They were gonna save that for the pizza boy delivery. It's the worst Aww. porno ever. Nothing what I expected. <laughs> okay, now, Mr. Cool shows up to Danny Vito. He's like, do you have a vehicle? He's only he's like, I only have my vehicle. Give me the keys to it. You can't just take my tow truck. It's my livelihood. So now it's sort of going to be an act three race to the swap meet. Swap uh, meet. In order to yeah. race to the swap meet. So is Danny DeVito done? Is this his final moment? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Danny DeVito is left yeah. for dead. Yes. And so is Rhea Perlman. Oh, well, she took the crystal ball and left. Who, who yeah. saw that coming? Not the, not the fortune teller. Uh, uh, uh. All right, now, Fat and Skinny are going to fuck with the, our heroes as they head towards the race. Did I ever tell you I went to a fortune teller? No. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I think it was a temp, because like she took out the cards, and she started putting them in like seven rows, and I mm -hmm. said, uh, "Excuse me, uh, what does my tarot card say?" And she said, "Oh, uh, 
I'm just a tab. I'm playing solitaire until my shift's over. <laughs> so now, um, not Bud Cord is up on the top of the double decker bus, right. and he's like, "This is the greatest day. We're gonna have the greatest swap ever, and it's the T-Bird for the Peugeot. I think it's a Peugeot. So now they've cut slits so they can see. Are they sobered up by now? Yeah, that's right. Oh, they and saw, King Vidyat is driving, and they're encouraging him to drive faster, faster. <laughs> We're late for our audition for Slapshot. Right. Breaking away. If you love Breaking Away, you'll love Swap Me, which features the same. Oh, clothing. Breaking Away, the um, that was the the bicycle one. Yeah. Really enjoyed that film. Did you see it in the theater? No, maybe. I'm not sure. I did. 79, I remember that. All right. Gosh, where's that car? There's nothing to look at at this swap meet. Nobody oh, dresses Oh, the father that in um, 16 Candles was in that breaking away. Right, Paul Dooley. He was in one of our films, I think, and that's why I know him. He was in the foreplay, right? Yeah, he was, and he was also in Strange Brew, because that's a time stab, and that's very hard to fake. Ho hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right, sounds good. I'm going to check out the finale as they dr uh, drive the car really fast uh, and then being chased by a tow truck. Will they make it to Swamp Meet in time? I, I my my wife interrupted me just to say there's no foreplay in the movies you guys watch. Yeah, we go right to it. We go right to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's paying attention. This is the longest car ride ever. I mean, the novelty of them racing over. Yeah, it's unrealistically long, and everyone's sitting there waiting for them. Right. And um. Yeah. Well, no, no. One person is standing there waiting for them, and the rest of the swap meet are staring at her tits. Right, so now they're like, entertain the crowd, distract them as we wait, wait, wait. So Annie will start doing a sexy dance. Oh, really? She's not going to uh, start up her prostitution again? <laughs> well, that's a one. She can't service the entire crowd with that, because that's a one-at-a-time thing. Okay. Oh, All right. cop! Uh-oh, 70s cop. <laughs> 70s cop. Quinn Martin introduction. Look how good Not Bud Court looks in his three-piece, you know, the vest of a three-piece suit. I can't hear the song. Swap me. But you're right, though, Mike. That is like how the song goes. Swap me. At the swap me. Or maybe you do know the song. I might have, uh, you know, I watched a bit here and there. I just watched her dance, and then I said, we're, we're doing this movie. Over and over it goes, at the swap meet. <laughs> we're at the swap meet. It's terrible. You know, the sequel, AA, did not work either, but the theme song was fantastic. They're like, we're at the AA. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. We're at the AA. Drink. This is Anonymous. You can 
you know, nobody has to know that you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Just stand up and say your name and admit to being an alcoholic. No one's gotta know, not you, nor Ted, nor Carl, nor Mike, nor Emily in the room. Now, I hear that Danny DeVito has a production company called Jersey Films, so maybe I should send him my Joe Piscopo governor movie. Joe and P- call it, you know, yeah. make it real Jersey. Now, he ran for, Joe Piscopo, he's running for governor, or? He never actually did run for governor. There was many, many races in which he telegraphed that he was going to run. One time, uh, he was taken extremely seriously, and the Phil Murphy people came to him and sat down, and they said, what would you like to see out of the government in New Jersey? Like they tried to placate him so that he wouldn't run, and he didn't. I think he liked he liked the idea of being governor more than he would really like to be the administrator of a of a state. Right. Yeah. So no, everyone's think... pretending to be super into Annie, and she's going right. to strip all the way. And Bud Cord is not Bud Cord is like, no, you don't. Yeah, he's controlling her. Just let her dance. This is enter- people find no, this no, entertaining. She's, not- she's oh, topless. Wow. See. Yeah. Now everyone's looking, and what happens? They drive Crash. right. Yay, Annie's, uh, saves the day. Oh, no, not the T-Bird. They just drove it over there. But their boobs were such, her boobs were such a distraction that there was a four-car pileup, which we never got to see. Which we never got to see. Right, we, we see s- the aftermath right. of the scene. And you know that was in the trailer, too. They're like, you're going to love this <laughs> film. Look what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not Bud Court. <laughs> Even Bud Court knows that. Not yeah. Bud Court. You want to go see Bud Court? Then go to the San Bernardino uh, swap meet. He'll be there from San two to Bernino? seven p.m. San Bernardino, San Bernardino. Ladies and gentlemen, look at my Peugeot. Okay, now well, they're getting they married. Right. At the swamp meet. On top of the bus. That's good because everyone's going to look up her dress. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, she's wearing jean shorts. Oh, she is wearing jean shorts. <laughs> da, da, the swamp meet. And, uh, rarelust.com. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, well, they were, I don't know, but this got posted, so thank you guys here at the swap meet. There's Ziggy, Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman, not Bud Court. Danny Goldman, uh, Carlos Obsession, the guy who Mark is... Mark Lawrence. He may look no. like he's right. not, though. He's not Bud Court. There's Mark Lawrence. Lucky Luciano! H-A-U-C! Oh yeah, the bear. Talking ass. to Jersey, talking to New York accents, Mark. We, we were talking hey, about something else. About I just want to say that guy's bare ass is phenomenal. Oh uh, yes, I yeah. thought it was a human ass, but okay. All right. Hey, swap me. Remember now look scene? how they're showing all these things like it was a great film, and they're just right. reliving it all. Well, 
you, you're about to leave the theater. You're like, do you remember that time where Danny DeVito made that motion with his mouth over his mouth with his finger? Right. Yeah. Where was that? Look, it, it says was Andy swamp. Perlman steals photographer. I wonder if he threw his brother a she threw his brother a bone or something. Well, uh, you know what? I think we're done. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, it was terrible. I hated it, and it was awful, and it was good for your show because we got to laugh at Not Bud Court, and we got to see John Greer again, um, and I don't know. It was good for your show. There was lots to talk about, a Playboy Playmate, and um, that's it's, it. That's it's, it. It's Bad movie. Bad 70s movie. drive-in, but this, this, I couldn't find a plot. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Carl, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to type in the, the movie. Oh, as you know, we uh, as we move forward in with this pandemic, you can always find out what's happening with us on our Facebook page. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Otherwise, remember, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our Twitter handle and our Twitch handle. And we also have Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. What I'm saying is that we will notify you of any change, but we will be back next Sunday with another movie, which we're going to watch. Carl, the movie is uh, from 2009. It's called National Lampoon Presents RoboDoc. Okay. So 2009. Gonna yeah, I got to type Robo that in. D-O-C? Robo what? Doc. RoboDoc. D-U-C-K? Yeah. Okay, RoboDuck. Nat. Nat. N-E-T apostrophe L. Lamp. Oon. Okay, cool. Carl, let me see if I can find a trailer. A movie trailer comes out before the movie. It doesn't trail anything. It's hitched to the full-length movie. That's why it's called a trailer. Cause it's, it's I see. All right, so uh, I found a trailer. This is courtesy of our very good friend, Tess1811, RoboDoc, uh-huh. the movie trailer. Let's see how the audio sounds on our feed. How ironic, right? I have a plastic bag in the mic, but we can't hear the audio. That's insurance companies. <laughs> Sleazy lawyers. Can't pay your electric bill? Sue your doctor. Overworked doctors. I'm finished! I still abide by Game over. In a world where the healthcare system is about to collapse. You, 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 you. Wait a second. That is our world. We need doctors, and doctors make mistakes. After all, they're only human, right? Not anymore. National Lamp. Nurses are all talking about you. They call you Robo DOC. Yeah. What did you think I said? Doc, D U C K, Robo Doc. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want me to start this over? Let's start it again. Thank you, Doctor. 
Alright, let's finish this and we'll replay Robodot the movie trailer. Need to sue that robot? Alright. Or my next malpractice uh, case will be against show, you. I'm doing it. Oh man, I should have watched this in the first place before picking it, but I, I'm looking for a National Lampoon movie. Alright, I'll start the trailer over here. Did you find I it? I really want to do National Lampoon's open mic, but I'm so afraid to write it, because you'll go, no, no, change this, no, no. No, no, back. listen, National Lampoon's open micers, two guys, it starts off with them, two best friends doing it, 25 years later, they're still doing it. And they hear about Just for Laughs uh, has an audition, and they go and they audition, and there's a little bit of competition, and one disappears for the rest of the movie till the end, and the other one on his own has to fight, and, and well, no, they work together. How about that? Let's keep it simple. But wait, why, why 25 years later? Like, we're not going to go through 25 years of being an unsuccessful open micer? You know, well, yeah, I guess so. Well, that's more prequel stuff, don't you think? Actually, you know, that's really not National Lampoon's style. Usually they have a group of young, young, horny guys right. who are and off on some quest. So I think it might be better to make like a local clique of open micers have some sort of shot for something. Like, but I'm they, going to they L.A. They have or... to have like a Tom Arnold, an older guy that comes in and wrangles them. Who comes in as their manager kind of thing? Or yeah. what you say? Or maybe, yeah, or they, uh, yeah, their comedy coach. Okay, what about the whole concept of the guy who goes away to Nirvana, which is don't do comedy? Oh, well, is I still think that in? guy should be in there, too. Okay, but and then at the end, he, he uh, comes back. He has a sitcom, and he didn't do anything to get it. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are brainstorming our movie, National Poons, Open Micers. Uh, written yeah, and uh, directed by Mike and Carl here at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. We will be back next Sunday and two. And if we're not, just check our Facebook page. We'll give you the full details. We would love for you to go to. No, we will be here. No, Mike, next week we're going to watch RoboDoc in studio. All right. Situation normal. Until Bring then. your own plastic Until bag. then, go to PCRCollective.org. Go to no. the Muni Radio Comedy Festival and check out one of the 47 shows that are posted that happen live, yeah. including Carl doing uh, impressions and uh, us doing four shows. So very exciting stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Carl, thank you so much. Uh, anything else or? Yeah, it's MutinyRadio.fm. That's the website. Mutiny that is Radio. the website. Yeah. MutinyRadio.fm. Clap clap. Why Carl. not make a donation? Clap clap. Uh, Carl, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And, thank uh, you, Michael. Check out carlsucks.com or the classic Carl uh, Sucks. If, suck, but flights not, are so cheap, Mike. I might be there in person next weekend. We'll see. I heard Greyhound is really low at this now. <laughs> yeah, you could take well, a car, over carpool across country for cheap right now. They don't. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to it. I'll see you soon, Carl. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye.
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <coughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radius yahoo Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. 
counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Say nighty night and kiss me. 
just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me while I'm alone and blue as can be. Dream a little dream of me.
talk. Hey, I hope you're out there, Mutiny Radio listener. 